Welcome to Candela. I'm Alan Schaller. Today, my co-host Christopher Hooten and I are speaking with Vineet Vora, a photographer from India who has become known around the world for his own unique style of street photography. He's also the co-founder of APF magazine, which is dedicated to the street genre. So, without further ado, let's begin. We're joined today by Vineet Vora. Hi, Vineet. Hey. And obviously, Christopher. Howdy, folks. Hey, Chris. <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> so, Vineet, you're, you're in Delhi at the moment, right? Yes, that's correct. And uh, how's, how's Delhi been this year? Well, initially, uh, when the lockdown started, the three months were, you know, pretty tough. But right now, I feel like the amount of people I see on the street, I feel they've got a secret vaccination done or something without the mask. They, <laughs> I think they've discovered something. So, hallelujah. So, everything is... Yeah, about two weeks back, three weeks back, when there was a Diwali festival, that the cases, you know, they were on a rise. Uh, thankfully, uh, cases are on decline right now. And uh, we in India have about recovery rate of about 94%. Which is which is very good. Nice. And I I just uh, you know pray to God that it stays like that, and uh, we all see the other side mm. of Corona. Yeah, and and have you been shooting just uh, constant? Because I know that you are a prolific shooter. You you like to go out all the time and and work. Um, so has it has that kept you going uh, this year, or have, have you felt have you felt less willing to go out? What, what's see, happened? willingness is definitely there. I really need to go out and shoot. Uh, but I'm staying with my parents who are elderly. So I have to be very, very careful uh, whenever I step out. And uh, uh, willingness, you know, I, I'm i a compulsive shooter when we talk about that. I mean, I can't, if, even if I'm looking outside the window, I'm making frames. And I just need to have something in my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I But uh, if I was shooting normally about a thousand frames in a week, uh, now I'm just shooting about, let's say, 20 or 30. I just have to be very careful about my parents. So, and uh, end of the day, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm not a war photographer. I'm a street photographer. And I have to be alive to look at my pictures. So I'm just being very, very <laughs> careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of yeah. looking at it. Um, so your, your work is a lot to do with, with observation. Uh, now, obviously, a lot of street photography is to do with observation. But your stuff is like super, super. It's, it's like about coincidences. Uh, there are lots of those mm-hmm. kinds of things going on, among other things, mm-hmm. of course. I don't want to generalize, but um, how how did you develop this kind of funny, humorous way of looking at things? And I know I know you a bit, and I know that you're a funny guy, and <laughs> so I can see maybe where it comes from. But 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 where did where did that element come in and uh, in, into your work? So it's not been like that. That I've always been in the humor side of it. Um, uh, I've been, uh, you know, when I started street. I would not say how I started photography. That is a long chapter anyways. When I started doing street, uh, I was doing more emotional and I was doing more less. I was inspired by all the painters uh, around me, which I studied. But then uh, there was a phase in my life, uh, which I would say when I got married, it was, I would not say it was a funny phase, but it was, it is a very uh, (laughs) loving and it is a very, you know, I'm enjoying every day of my life. So I think that humor is, uh, which is keeping uh, my family together. So I I think uh, it is just invariably 
coming into my pictures and there was a quote which i uh, which really you know inspired me for all my life my photography was by dikatis which said that i think therefore i am for me it was i see therefore i am so for me seeing was very very important in any of the pictures and i was feeling that that uh, temporariness which i see uh, has to be there so it was just that and humor i feel it's a maybe it's a it's a stage of my life where i'm feeling settled and i'm uh, maybe who knows uh, what i do after maybe let's say 2 years or 5 years let's see how and where it goes so this is my current state I like that. Uh, yeah, I see. Therefore, I am. Um, yeah, and the the whole idea of the of life being temporary. I mean, that comes across because your work. I think you know all all photographs are, are a very small snapshot, a very tiny mm. fragment. But like yours in particular, because you know sometimes it involves you know the whip of a tail and the mm. moment that you're actually showing is kind of happening within an absolute mm. millisecond. So mm. yeah, I guess I get that. Yeah. So, but you know. Uh, I've I've heard this a lot that oh you're getting the perfect moment oh you are at the right place at the right time but people are not looking at at least uh, 18 TB of data which yeah. I never got anything you know <laughs> they don't see the struggles they always see what you've yeah. got you know yeah I I thought that I was looking at as, as a shot um where like I think of some cows in a field and then uh, there's a tree behind one of them and it looks right. perfectly like a perfect set of antlers and I was thinking I, was, I wonder how long he spent in that field like following these cows around capturing them from all different <laughs> sides that eventually like you know <laughs> you mm. got the one to be to, I'll be very honest with you this was the most easiest shot it just took me 3 <laughs> minutes to get that shot sometimes it is just there you know it is right in front of you you yeah. have to see it and sometimes the easiest looking shots which you wanted will probably take you days to get that shot and when i say days that you don't have to be in a tent and sit there it's just revisiting that place again and again you know it's it just yeah. that yeah i i i definitely definitely i'm familiar with that feeling <laughs> yeah. of uh of of it's amazing though when 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 a really complex looking mm. shot just just appears out of and and comes mm. together uh, but that's rare i think but more often than not it's sitting there absolutely just waiting and waiting absolutely and yeah like the, the other day i took a uh, a picture that i waited for for like 2 mm. hours and i posted it i was quite happy with it and uh, i went back the next day and took a better one in 2 seconds yeah Uh, I just turned up and, and took. So yeah, but that's, that's how it also goes. a problem in a street photographer's life. You know, you you post one thing and you you know you feel this is it. But when you revisit your portfolio, you always have a better shot than that. And then you feel that oh, whether you should stick to that or you should not. So it is <laughs> it is it is a struggle. Well, I I wanted to talk to you about uh, shooting in India because. Mm. there's a very common thought in particularly among street photographers that it is hard to shoot in the country that you're from mm-hmm. um you know as in it's easier to travel mm-hmm. and to uh, to be inspired to shoot mm-hmm. but um you you i mean i know you've traveled mm-hmm. but your a lot of your portfolio is is based in mm-hmm. india and you obviously are very comfortable shooting mm-hmm. there um so yeah how how do you obviously though india is such an inspire it's not mm-hmm. like no offense to any belgians it's not like living in belgium <laughs> yeah true <laughs> uh, it, it's 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 a pretty diverse place but do you do you still feel inspired to shoot there and and 
Yeah, can you explain uh, about I, that? I would bit? say that, you know, I would say that you should wake up and feel like a tourist in your own country every day. And that is the easiest way one could do. If you feel like a tourist, if you behave like a tourist, you should shoot like a tourist, you're inspired. And inspiration, I feel, uh, you have to be inspired in any of the country. And if you're not inspired, then you can't take a shot. But yes, uh, if you if you have to be a good street photographer and if you have to, or maybe a photographer, the whole idea is that you have to understand your own scenario, own circumstances and own, uh, I would say, um, it's, it's, it's a, I would not say a cult. I would say it is more of a um, civilization which you're living in. And I think you understand that better and uh, behave like a tourist. That is the easiest. And that is how you make a shot. Uh, I, I get inspired looking at people. <laughs> I get inspired looking at anything what I see. Uh, but there are days also. There are days when you feel like, oh, just let it be. I don't want to take pictures. So when that stage comes, I think you should give it a break. And I, uh, for me, uh, I, I'm, I'm shooting every day. And when that stage comes that, oh, drop the camera and do something else, I'll definitely pick up something else and then move to photography after a while. And how to keep going, I get inspired by making sculptures, doing painting. That keeps me inspired. Yeah. So I, uh, that keeps me inspired. So when I'm shooting, it keeps me inspired to sculpt. And when I'm sculpting, it keeps me inspired to take pictures. So if you will see, uh, it's a very underlying thing that when you look at my pictures, they look like a form. So I create that form. So uh, my, uh, you know, my uh, mentor was a sculptor. So he's inspired me a lot. And I, uh, I kind of make forms and shift from, I would say, painting to sculptures and sculptors to painting. I, uh, you know, mm. like... I would not look at a stone as a stone. I would look at it as maybe a face or hands or limbs. And similarly, when I step out, when I'm looking at an image or when I look at the scene, I'm looking at it as a form. I'm not looking at it as a picture. So this mm. is what inspires me. I, and uh, try to find those little lyrics in rocks and in people. And I make pictures. That's a quote right there. It feels, it feels very kind of... Um very real and we were talking about this a little bit before we connected me and alan about how i don't know how it kind of a lot of the more kind of western shots of india look to you you know when you get these really perfectly positioned poised photos portraits of people in turbans and mm -hmm. you know of, of stray animals and all this kind of stuff and mm -hmm. in the same way that like i cringe a little bit if i see photos taken mm -hmm. by a foreign photographer in mm -hmm. london and they might gravitate towards a red phone box or a black cab or mm -hmm. be down at buckingham palace and it's like Ooh. Mm -hmm. It's like mm. you're scratching the surface there. Does it does it feel a little bit like that when you see other photos of India, maybe taken from people outside it? Because when I when I see your stuff, it feels very much like I'm actually kind of in it, as opposed to this idea of India, I guess. See, I India is inside me. Even if I want to take it out, I, it can't come out, and I don't want to take it out. So even if I, when I'm stepping out or if I'm making pictures uh, out of India. I try to get that uh, sense of place in it. So when I'm shooting here, I, I, I like to touch a photograph. You know, they, I've learned something that, let's say there are two sides of brain. If I'll say silk, there's definitely one side of the brain which is touching. 
And when I say sandpaper, then there's another side. So I try to, when I see a scene, I need that touch. So I try to bring that touch in my pictures that you feel whether it's a dog or whether it's a cow or whether it's people. It's also the underlying emotion in my picture is about coexistence. Whether it's 10 people in a picture or whether it's an animal in between people. And when, when you say humor, I think humor, I'm not intentionally doing it. I'm just finding the quirkiness in the scenes. And I'm just spotting those things. Maybe I've got tuned to that. Uh, maybe after a while, mm. I want to come out of it. Maybe it'll get, you know, very monotonous that somebody looks at my picture when they say that, oh, it, it definitely looks like Vineet Vora's image, but I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I don't want to produce the same kind of images again and again. So I'm maybe this, uh, I would say these past eight, nine months have made me think a lot. And I've been experimenting a lot of images, which I've not been posting because I, I would not say I'm scared, but I think I need a body of work in that uh, emotion where I can tell people that I'm gravitating towards this. It's not that I'm just doing funny or quirky images. Mm. So, uh, you know, coming back yeah. to, I think it sums up to what you asked. I, I feel that I'm, I'm not shooting outwards, I'm shooting inwards. So that is what is happening. I like that, the silk and the sandpaper and mm. <laughs> having both those textures in the same frame. I like that, it's a nice, nice metaphor. So you try and see it, you know, if I'll say silk, you will have this uh, way softness coming in your mind. And the minute I say sandpaper, you'll feel that crunchy thing coming. Mm. So similarly, yeah. you know, you will look at pictures like, uh, let's say you look at Alan's images. There is a black and white, there's a movie, there's a cinema coming into your mind. But when you look at my images, they're not cinema. You know, there is a pause. It's like when you step out, there's a whole movie going on. And I just put a pause. And when I put that pause, I enable or I want my viewer to look at that pause and also press that play button. And the minute they press the play button, every character should come back to life. So that is what I'm doing. <laughs> so this is what I feel towards photography and the kind of work I do. Do you find, I mean, I've, I've often found that um, personal growth as a photographer is it is it is very challenging these days when mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of pressure in, to release and publish material mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I understand and I I really liked what you said actually about being known for something having your own niche is is it is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes because mm. it's good to be known for a style and it is the only way to be known mm. at all mm. but it's uh, it can feel quite frustrating can't it if you're just and, and and I'm certainly in that position myself where I feel like sometimes half my day shooting, I'm just retracing things I've done better before mm. in the past. Right. And, and, and it's not a very nice feeling. Mm. You know, I, uh, I but, would say, so, yeah, you know, when, I, I like your point that you revisit that places and you revisit your shots. Uh, it's like, I don't know how many of us do this, but I, when I was a kid, I used to read that same storybook every night. It's not that I like that book. I feel there was something which was still left to be done in that book, which I want to discover. So going to that same place and revisiting or creating same images, I feel there is 
definitely you feel that there is something that you want to still discover mm. in that thing and agreed uh, i don't know whether it's i still i'm confused whether it's a good thing to have a signature or it's a bad thing uh, it's a, to have a dna in an image is fine but signature how many signatures can you have you know it's in a book the minute or if you see somebody or you the minute they see look at your image and they say oh wow it's your image yeah. i i don't know yeah i guess that's just a that's a real problem that's like unique to this era though isn't it and i think unique to photography as well you know like in in films you have a captive audience and if you're mm-hmm. you know if you're tarantino and you've made you know people know you for mm-hmm. films like kind of kill bill and those those kind of things if you get someone to sit down in a cinema and watch once upon a time in hollywood they're going to mm-hmm. find out that that's a very different kind of film but mm-hmm. you've already got them by that point you've already just got your arms around them and they're gonna unless they walk mm-hmm. out they're gonna stay there whereas mm-hmm. with photography i suppose you release something that's a little bit different from what you're known for and because mm-hmm. it has to either hit someone in that moment or not i guess mm. it's harder for it's harder to make that pivot well sadly you know what um, social media has done is that the life of a picture is not even 3 seconds yeah. they don't they don't look at people don't look at your image for more than 3 seconds and sometimes it's just the name and they press a like but it's you know i'll tell you it's it's always been the case uh, even if you go and go to the gallery there if there's you know money you want to look at it for hours but if there's a good painting that maybe there's yeah. you know you just walk out and uh i i feel that instagram should just remove the names and then the pictures that's should a, come it's a good idea yeah you know or maybe you in their news yeah. feed or something let the names wipe out and then also you know yeah, yeah. we as photographers could also be biased at times i'm not saying that i don't look at names of course i do look at names and uh but if it's maybe not instagram maybe there could be a let's say a gallery or something where they just paintings without the names or photographs without the names and uh, you know it's it could be an interesting platform i'm not saying that okay i'm giving anybody an idea to do that but it's just offhanded you know we just having well, a way can you heard it first here folks <laughs> the instagram <laughs> i think we're, we're going to start one yeah we could yeah <laughs> i like i like that idea though cuz like i mean yeah we've t- we've spoken before about how like me and alan kind of believe that you shouldn't look at a photo for a long time anyway because you know it is mm. something that can be processed quite quickly and you don't need to spend hours standing in it but there's mm. it, that's not the same as just seeing a name and liking it like that's not that's not good and mm. yeah i've not heard that proposed before like people have talked about you know in the age of social media are we going to start kind of making followers less obvious you know as a as a way to kind of make the experience better but mm. yeah i like the mm. idea of like maybe you don't maybe you initially see the image and then the the name comes later you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. it could be something they can well, well i mean in yeah i mean in, in art galleries the name is like the time yeah, for good, for good reason corner. right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, or maybe gonna, you yeah. know you I, can I, I, sorry maybe you can just only read the name when you press the like button mm. if you like the image press it then the name pops up okay there you go jackpot <laughs> well, Look at this. Give me Mark Zuckerberg on the phone right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, no, that's that that is a good idea. Mm. And and you're absolutely right. Um also the thing I don't understand about Instagram is um the pictures that I often think of are my favorites that I've done people never never respond to them well, in, uh, in the way that I think that's like, that's everybody it's, it's everybody quite, it's funny. everybody feels that that you know the images you like or why individual likes it 
doesn't do well. But it's all I don't about know why that is. it's it's about <laughs> algorithms at times. You know, there are days, there are months, there you know, there's a time of the day what you put. There's a whole lot of science which goes. But I think for a creative person, it should not matter. Uh, mm. End of the day, uh, either you are a provider no. or you're a consumer. So if you're a consumer, all these things are going to get you consumed in. And you'll be just posting an image which you feel your audience is going to like. You know, uh, I did fell into this trap about two years back. You know, I'll be very honest. I was putting up pictures which I felt yeah. that audience is going to like. Mm. You know, I uh, this is a this is a good platform where which, you know, you are talking about every candidate. And I'm I want to be brutally honest about it. There's nothing to hide that I was not posting images, which I felt my audience is going to like. But now what I do is about, let's say, out of 10 image, I'll post seven, which I like, and three, which I feel the audience will like. Because also, they, I, mm. I feel that there's a sense of responsibility towards people. And also, uh, you know, I feel that Instagram is a good platform. It's a very good platform for People who who are not very known, also who are young, they're coming. Where to? It's a it's a good gallery to show, and uh, mm. it, a good photograph has the potential to travel on its own. It will. Nobody can stop it. Mm. Yes, no, you're you're absolutely right. So uh, going back to India briefly, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which Chris and I would like to come out. We we we're desperate to come out mm. there, get the vaccine uh, <laughs> at some point soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I I I think the UK is going to end up. We're, we're all just going to be gone by by this time next year. Yeah, for most multiple, multiple reasons, uh, but, it's not it's <laughs> the greatest place. But I mean, yeah, we're talking about trying to get out to India, hopefully mm. in early twenty twenty one. So we'll we'll see. We don't know whereabouts yet. This, but, um, we probably won't be allowed to leave, Chris. The, <laughs> they could try and stop me. <laughs> I will swim if need I'll be. Swim. Yeah. <laughs> all the flights from UK have been stopped to India right now. I believe so. Yeah. 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 yeah for two weeks. Yeah. We've, we're, we're, so hang in there. We're really we're <laughs> acing it. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, Vinny, um, Yeah. If there are places in India that you you feel uh, that you've connected with more than others in, as a photographer, and mm-hmm. if there are some places that you'd like to go that you haven't been yet that you've that you've maybe researched. Uh, okay, I'll answer the second question first. I never research about the place because I feel the minute I research their images that are popping up, there's an idea which is popping up. Uh, I never research about the place. I just want the place to surprise me and just mm. blow me over. That is one thing. And uh, that is a very interesting thing that which place am I attached to? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not attached to any particular place, but I think Delhi, where I was born and I've been, I know the places so well. I know the culture so well. I know the people, uh, how they behave so well that uh, I feel comfortable shooting here. And uh, I really enjoy shooting. And uh, especially this place, uh, the next book, which is going to come out, is going to be about that bus terminal, which I've been doing from past nine years. So I'm attached to Delhi and I, I love shooting in Delhi. And uh, I think uh, street photography begins the minute you step out of your home. So Delhi is my home and I step out and I take pictures. Yeah, what's mm. if you could elaborate on that, what's what's kept you in Delhi? Like you say, you were born there, you're, you're still living there. I mean, is it mm-hmm. the 
the fact that it's fruitful in terms of like your street photography work or is it what, what is it about the culture and the and the people there that you you is meant that you haven't moved out to a different city or out of the country there are various reasons actually um the biggest and the most important reason is uh, my parents i i want yeah. to uh, you know i'm living with them and uh, second there is uh, a family business which is here and uh, mm-hmm. also um it's it's so my father had a big family joint family and they all are in delhi uh, i would say around delhi uh, so i i'm kind of feel that i belong to this place but now i uh, i feel that i need to step out i'm becoming a very gypsy soul and i want to step out and explore more places um let let's see how this uh, uh there was a life which is bc which is before corona and now it's going to be <laughs> i don't know <laughs> av which is after vaccine so let's see where <laughs> where we all head to i'm uh, maybe i i will step out and uh, AD after decimation, yeah. After, yeah. I I, I used to say BCE, uh, meaning before camera era. So oh, yeah. My life before I was a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. Before Chris era. <laughs> before Chris yeah, that's era. Yeah, yeah. That's the more significant boundary. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm just. Oh, I was just. I was just going to say, yeah. As a, as a, you, you know, your your typical ignorant Westerner, I'm fascinated by India and about the what different kind of cities bring you, and and yeah, other places you've enjoyed shooting, and also kind of how opinions have changed. Like I think over over here, a lot people kind of talk about cities, and you know, for five years they'll be it'll be talked about in one way, and then it will start to change, and people will have mm. a different kind of idea about it. I don't know how much mm. there's a sense of mm. things being in flux there between the different parts of India, or whether it all kind of feels like that's what it's known mm. for, and that's what it's like been like, and that's what it's kind of always will be like. See, in India, um, the dialect changes at every ten kilometers, and the culture changes at every twenty or thirty kilometers. so it's very diverse but people are very warm people are very um, you know loving it's not like what you read in the newspapers it is not uh, you just have to be smart traveler anywhere anywhere in any any part of the world yeah, yeah of you, course if you if you have if you're in the alleys at you know 2 o'clock in the morning but well, you are inviting for trouble be it best of uk places and i best of yes. us or better any places you know there are there are places which you have to be very clever so uh, i also like uh, the the warmth which people have and this place uh, is best to shoot they say that if you've not been to india you're not a photographer as yet you haven't you haven't seen so many colors in your life you haven't tasted so many smells or you haven't uh, so many uh, so many you know food things and smells There's so many different smells here. You'll be overwhelmed by all those smells. So uh, you have to come to India. I I just feel I belong here, and I the minute I step out, I I'm okay to stay anywhere for a month. Then I feel like coming back. So it just calls me back. It's mm. nice. Yeah, I I I I found it. Uh, it was crazy how different. and so i started off in bombay in what well, in mumbai mm-hmm. and um 
initially it was okay. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't see what the fuss is about. And then uh, it started going out properly. And mm. it hits you. You know, I think, I, I think well, once my jet lag wore off and I was like on the mm. kind of, I was like, oh my goodness, this really mm. is a yeah. completely different place. But, but the most relaxed place to photograph I think I've ever been, it was people so happy yeah. to. They didn't mind me, and they were taking pictures of me you as don't. well. It was, it was like people didn't just. There was yeah. no kind of animosity or, or um because I, I think in Europe you yeah, get this real big nothing. thing of people feeling like their rights are being infringed. Um, and I didn't mm. feel that out there. It was quite nice just to feel like you could just no, sit there and take nobody. a picture of someone respectfully. Yeah, so that 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 was really quite liberating. Yeah, nobody questions you for taking getting a picture taken. Yeah, no. No, and and yeah, you're right. I, I don't know what the Western fascination is with making India sound like the most dangerous place in the world uh, in the newspapers. Because yeah. uh, I, I didn't find that at all. It, it's like in in London, if you go on a bus late at night, you you know, or or anywhere, you know, you 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 can be in trouble. So it's a bit bizarre, but I'll leave that up yeah, to uh, journalism. Is a whole other topic. <laughs> I just feel you have to be clever anywhere you go. Anywhere you go, you have to be clever and it's fine. Where photography is concerned, people don't mind. Uh, you have to be literally, you know, uh, be candid enough that they don't really point out that they don't want to be in the picture or something. Yeah. So how, how did you find um, what uh, shooting outside of India? Because I, I, I know that you're, that is your kind of home mm-hmm. in terms of mentally and and with photography and and i know you said that you like to try and recreate that feeling outside of india but um it's mm-hmm. like, for example new york mm-hmm. is a very different place um how how do you uh have you have you enjoyed shooting abroad has that influenced you when you go home or or um do you just kind of use the same techniques and the same approach wherever you go um, I, I have to change my techniques. In India, I, I literally, uh, before Corona, I could just literally go on people's faces and take pictures. Now, I don't know how, uh, how yeah. well am I going to do that? You know, I'll have to maintain some distance and that's what I've been maintaining. Uh, people are wearing masks. I don't know if I'll get the character first thing. I mean, uh, so if I travel to Europe or US, um, instead of 28 mm, I moved to 35mm and that is what is happening. Oh, oh, because yeah, I know you love your 28. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I because uh, I can't go that close. I still go close. I'm uh, using my 28 like mad, but uh, the best pictures, the, the image which I've got of people being very close is 35, apart from India. That's, that's the um, most uh, defined answer we've had mm-hmm. yet. We've asked a lot of people about how their their process been changed by this. And, you know, they kind of talk about it. But your, your mm-hmm. difference is literally seven millimeters. <laughs> that much. It's a huge yeah. difference, though. I I, I think, like, I, I remember I was in uh, Wetzlar at the um, l- launch of the mm-hmm. Leica f- uh, factory. The, 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 uh, sorry, a park, mm-hmm. the lights park. And the guy said mm-hmm. to me, he said... Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the Leica Q, the guy who designed the Leica Q? And I said, great, but I'd love mm. it if it had a 24 on instead of a 28. And he said, why <laughs> yeah. don't you just take half a step back? 
I said, no, it's, mm. it's different. It's totally like they're complete. Like the difference between 28 and 35. I think is actually more than just mm. the magnification. It's it's the, the there's loads to yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Or maybe I'm just getting there is on. there is a hell. Yeah. I mean, people. I would not say there's a hell lot of difference, but you know, at times when there is a hand when you shoot at 28 and when you shoot at 35, there's a lot of difference. There's a lot of difference, mm. and uh, the whole uh, mood changes. Yeah. I think 35 and 28, you feel you are in the scene. 35, you are in the scene, but yet a little far. Yeah, and and but also it's to do with like you said with the subtle little things with with approach. Mm. Like if you're used to getting up there in people's faces, mm. um, not being up there it means you can because there are subtle things that you can do to direct mm. things and make people move in a certain. Mm. You know, I don't know if you do that kind of stuff. Yeah, but of course. I, I yeah, I often like will approach someone and kind of try and get them to move mm. in the direction that's best suited for right. the image. Uh, and and I find that when I'm using a fifty, mm. it's it's really it's hard, hard to to engage with people in that way. So at twenty eight, also you know uh, when you have uh, somebody in your frame and you're very close, they feel that they are not in the frame. So that is the best part of twenty eight. And you know after taking a picture mm. and somebody notices you that you've taken a picture of them, just make them feel miserable as if they've spoiled your image rather than they've made your image. That's the best which I've, you know, always uh, made. You look at them and make a horrible face. What have they done? And then they've come into your frame. And that guy, poor guy feels so, you know, miserable that, oh, I'm sorry. So that's the best. Rather than you saying sorry to them, make them say sorry to you. I've never heard that. (laughs) Make them say sorry. (laughs) The only thing worse than being in someone's photo is not being in someone's photo, (laughs) being left out. If you can appeal to that, then they're really... (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what someone said to me once uh, in in France mm. in Paris? Said, um, "Did you just take my picture?" And I said, "And I had." I said, "Why the hell would I take a picture of you?" Yeah. And he went, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know." And he, and he goes, "Please, please take oh, my picture, sorry. please. I'm like, interesting." <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like I "What? You think I take pictures of random people? Who? What do you think?" <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I just didn't like his uh, his. Another, no, normally, I just say yes. I, I, another easiest way out is the minute you feel that somebody is looking at you, take out your phone and start taking a selfie. Nobody talks about it then. You know, just fool them. They don't. They shouldn't have any idea what you're doing. Or just start looking beyond them. Or or just do a do a headstand. Uh, well, yeah. If if you can hide, <laughs> that, that, that if you can hide people. by doing a headstand, yes, you could. <laughs> Uh, you know, there is also. Uh, I'm, I'm not very tall. I'm I'm five five. So people they know that if they're gonna hit me, I'm gonna die. So they don't really bother me with that. <laughs> so in Europe, I'm fine. <laughs> I just take picture and just keep walking. And uh, but in India, you know, I would say the difference would be if I'm in the scene, I can take six pictures. In Europe, maybe two. Yeah. That's it. So you mm. just have to pick up the camera yeah. when you know the moment is right. There, I uh, mm. I feel uh, your preparation has to be much strong in anywhere outside, mm. I would say Asia, to make pictures. Your preparation has to be really strong that you only pick up the camera and your misses are going to be more than hits. Mm. In India, I feel... I, me- I remember feeling... Oh, go on, carry on. I feel in India, you uh, there, there are scenes like you blink and you miss. There's so many images happening anywhere and everywhere. Uh, so finding the right image in India is also tough, but uh, you can still be in the scene. 
people really don't care about you people really don't notice mm. and you can be a part of them yeah i i, I remember i was on uh, i think it's called juhu beach in in mumbai yeah, mumbai yeah. and um and and i was like this is my first week in india and mm. in london i remember feeling like you know you have to look all day for a shot Right. And I remember standing there on this beach and there were like five or six options. There was a guy with candy floss, there was <laughs> yeah. some k- kids yeah. running in the sea, there yeah. was uh like a you know some really interesting looking guys just sunbathing and and I was just yeah. and I missed all the shots cuz I, yeah. I was standing there just kind of looking around like So in India, well, you and, know, and it took me time. In India it's not about what yeah. to include, it's about what to exclude. So that is a different. It's a good yes. problem, yeah. <laughs> in it, it is, and it, but it's a hard problem to overcome, and it can be really exhausting. I found absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's a totally different way of working to uh, to being in because London's about London's really interesting. I think, yeah. but it's it's like, mm. have you been to Dada Flower Market? Ah, uh, no. In, again, it's in Mumbai. So, so that place. Wh- was, which which oh, market? I mean, which flower market? Sorry. It's called Dada Flower Market. D A R D A R, I believe. It, it, it's oh, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the most colorful place okay. I've ever so been. So you're saying it wrong. It's Dadar. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, man. It, it's it's good yeah, that you my, spelled my, it my, out. My accent. It's good that you spelled it out. Now yeah. I know it's Dada Flower Market. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Flower Market. Sorry. Yeah, um, I, I remember going there and laughing because it's the most colourful place I've ever seen. Like everyone's mm. saris and the flat. Yeah. I mean, it's like a mile long flower market. Yeah. And I was there, my black and white brain on going, <laughs> Yeah. I, I need to find some shadows, man. <laughs> that was what I was doing. Right. Um, but again, it, it was it was completely overwhelming with the mm. amount of, uh, like you said, the sights and the smells and, mm. and the in the amount of shots that you could take yeah. um and it cannot yeah and it can reduce you to just not doing much uh and and you have to just stand there and, and kind of there's pick. so many people too. yeah and there're just so many people and and they were very interested in me because I'm 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 six I'm six or three I, I looked quite different yeah and people would it, yeah anyway see in india was, if you Chris if you're, you're a white me. guy you're a movie star <laughs> so simple <laughs> everybody wants a picture with you that's God's it sake. <laughs> Or you should have seen Chris in, in South Korea uh-huh. with his blonde hair, and, uh-huh. and uh, he looked—he it was so funny. He just stuck out like crazy. You could see him like eight miles away. It's like, oh, there he is. Uh. All right. So, um, uh, the, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. uh, from my side—I don't know if Chris has got more questions—is mm-hmm. um, about uh, Varanasi because mm. that is. Um, a very interesting place. I I never made it there. Oh, I'd really? love to go. Um It's the most Yeah, I haven't been. mystical place on earth. If there's one place if you'll tell yeah. me that uh you could go and shoot, I'll go to Varanasi. It's that place. Yeah. There's Why something is that? about that is place. It the, yeah, is it the geography? Is it the history? Is it the culture? Like what what makes it so special? Everything. It's it's just like everything put together in one you will see uh, you will see culture you will see uh, the new kids the younger ones they they you know there's you also see the confusion whether they want to follow the path which they've been following or they want to play soccer on the ghats so it is it is just beautiful you you i can't explain till the time you are there like if you mm. if i'll tell you how um, something tastes 
it can only be felt when you taste it varanasi is a taste mm. you have to be there mm. to feel it to enjoy it it's like a yeah and it, it look yeah yeah i i've i've mm. i i totally get that um i i i feel like your your photographs in varanasi are a bit different to your uh stuff in delhi for mm. example obviously because it's a different yeah. place yeah. but it, uh, i i really like your stuff with with dogs and i love shooting dogs as well mm. um but it it looks like the amount of street dogs out there in varanasi looks there must be a lot of them oh right? yeah there's everything you know everything street is there cow and you see buffaloes you see dogs um it's cleaned up a lot you know when i was there about like let's say 15 years back it was it was in a bad shape you could not literally walk on the ghats but now it's just like you can you could drive a car over there it's very clean the ghats the banks otherwise the roads mm. there's a lot of traffic and how people are living you know you will go to the banks and you will see absolutely serene calm and the chaos in the streets so it is a mixture of uh, you know you have to find that harmony in chaos and i really love that it's got the silk that. and the sandpaper right there absolutely yeah so that yeah. that thing just brings i you know i can't explain that place is like if that place calls you it keeps calling you again and again and i know so many people who just feel that you know i i've spoken to so many people and they've said that the minute this lockdown gets over they are just going to come and visit varanasi it's a hangover it's a it's it's literally a hangover that you feel that you want and you want to wake up with that <laughs> and uh, you know photography to take pictures over there uh it you you just connect with your own self in that place it could be just me you know i'm not saying that everybody is going to feel like that maybe somebody is going to feel even more emotional than i feel i've i've seen photographers from uh, european countries coming there they've shot all over the world but for the first day they just paused they were so overwhelmed by the place that they had no idea what to do well they did get okay the next day but it's just that first thing when it hits you you are so zapped mm. what to do Mm. So yeah, that yeah. comes across in your work. I, I like when you a lot of your stuff in Delhi, you know, it feels like you're kind of a spectator or a voyeur mm. somewhat. But then some of the stuff in Varanasi, it does feel more like spiritual and kind of more in in the moment. It's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so I I try to achieve that. I uh, I would say here, I think you pointed out right here in Delhi. I'm I'm a mere uh, I would say a witness to a situation. Mm. there i want to be a part of the scene i want to indulge and that is what i'm doing and uh, same goes yeah because there definitely is a difference yeah in the styles of when you shoot there mm. like yeah so i just wanted to ask about that um i yeah uh, it, it's it's really funny what you said about uh, how p- people get affected by places in different ways mm. uh, some friends of mine mm. um went to cuba for their for mm. their honeymoon and i've been to havana and i and i loved it mm. it was like mm. and they went well we've just come back from cuba and i was like oh my god mm. so jealous you mm. know I, and they were like oh we hated it I thought it was the worst place we've ever been mm. uh, i just, i really really didn't understand i was mm. just like, i can't mm. 
I, don't, I really didn't get it. It took me a while to figure out. Um, so it's it's just it's just say. like it's just like music, you know. And street photography is, I would very very simply put it: either you get it or you don't get it. It's just simple. Yeah. There is there is a DNA which makes you understand street pictures, and then there is a DNA of people who will keep asking you, <laughs> "What is that? What is that? What did you see in that?" So <laughs> it is just that. And uh, places, yes, you you are uh, attracted to places, and I uh, I feel I'm attracted to Varanasi I, a lot, and that is uh, mm. that place calls me again and again. It's great where someone when somewhere surprises you as well, because you know often you kind of know enough about a place you think I'm gonna I'm gonna like this or like this is not gonna be up my street, but then when somewhere completely mm. shifts your expectations or on paper it doesn't seem like the kind of place that's going to speak to you but it does that's that's the kind of really magical mm. moments i think in in traveling yeah, yeah traveling it's mm. you know uh, so it's exactly what i said about i think half an hour back that i don't like to read about places because the minute yeah. you read you've already formed an opinion yeah you're projecting and, yeah 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 and you already have images in your mind and you try to make those images and that is the biggest problem. Like when uh, Alan was talking about Cuba, yeah. I already had those color, you know, pink Cadillacs in in front mm -hmm. of me. And that is what human mind <laughs> yeah. just plays around. And when you say Varanasi, Do you know what I decided in, in in Cuba, I decided no no cars, no vintage cars, no cigars, and definitely no old people. In combination with I, both those. I was about to say it, pink it, Cadillac, <laughs> but I don't think your camera sees pink Cadillac at all. <laughs> so. No, no, <laughs> no, but it was so, I cannot tell you how tempting it was. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the thing about research, I, 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 I don't research either mm -hmm. uh, when I travel. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's not so much about looking for, um, it, 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 it's not about, seeing photos and mm. getting a prejudice it's more about me trying to avoid mm. i get too um uh, like it starts playing with my brain and sometimes mm. i'll take a picture like i remember in italy i took a photograph and i posted it and these mm. italians said this is a really common shot mm. that's been done before mm. and i said cool whatever you know i don't care i wanted to take that and then mm. i took some other ones where they said this is more like it mm. but it was all just part of the process of figuring out a place and and experiencing it fresh and sometimes uh, it's it just like sometimes it's just that corner in any of the country or any of the city that you enjoy the most and you make the best of images from that corner mm. so places uh, you know uh, mm. that is the difference between travel photography and street photography the minute somebody asks you what place is this then it's a travel picture anyways you have to be more the more, yeah, so right. the more you have to be more concentrated on the moment. The minute somebody says, "Oh, I want to yeah. visit that moment," then it's street. And when somebody says, "I want to visit that place," hey, Alan, can you tell me which place is this? That means you, you know, they're looking at it as a oh, travel it, picture. It, it, it's my second most. Uh, <laughs> it's the question I get irritated the most after um, what uh, what shutter speed? <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. it's like it doesn't matter, man. So and well, why is that the thing? You know, I think you're forgetting <laughs> about when people ask, "What is the exit, please?" I mean, as if they're going to just copy oh, the exit and make a picture out of it. You know, it's very funny. What happened? Do you, do, 
I know. I had a guy come up to me at one of my exhibitions and he said, I really enjoyed your show, but I feel like you should have had the EXIF data on the wall next to the print. Right. I said, you've completely misunderstood. <laughs> We're you living know, on two different planes it, of existence, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be like going to a nice restaurant yeah. and having the exact prep- chef <laughs> mm. preparation yeah. like, of how he cooked it. Right. So, oh, it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't know what to say. I was like, well... I, it's I, just I, asking, <laughs> like, it's just asking a chef which microwave is he using? Is he using a Sony? Yeah, what, is what it? pan are you using? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, oh I would just add to that on the traveling point. I think my impulse to travel is often um, about, a lot. a big part of it is about trying to blot out those preconceptions that you just, you soak up during your life. Um and mm. I don't know, it's, I, I just think like, I think people kind of forget sometimes that they, some, they're only, they have no proof that that's what a place is like. They've, they've just seen mm. all these photos or, or movies set in New York and they're like, mm. oh, it's the place with the, with the tall buildings and taxis. Like it might not even be there. You've never been, like it might not exist. Mm. So I, mm. and I feel like I want to go and see it. And, and I would say, you know, 10 times out of 10, when you go to somewhere, yes, it is somewhat similar to like those things that you've seen there, you know, if it's mm. New York, Yes, there is. It is about people and mm. food and like, you know, steam and all of those mm. kind of cliche things. But it's never mm. it's never exactly even if you've seen, you know, a million photographs and watched a million movies, mm. it's never exactly like the representation. There's always something to be gained where it's like it's a little bit different. And I think that's what is so uh, mm. crucial, I think, about about getting out there and yeah. seeing the world for me anyway. Mm. True. I and have... places change, yeah. of course, as well. Mm, yeah. Massively. Absolutely. So, like so this, it's nice to revisit. Yeah, like they say that uh, an image is worth thousand words. I think it's much more than that. If I'll say that, okay, there's some guy jumping it, jumping in Varanasi along the ghats. You already have images in your mind, you know. But whereas it could be a completely different image. So, uh, I, for a photographer, I feel, and a traveler, it's it should be only about getting lost and discovering your own self rather than discovering the place. You know, when, you, when you're getting lost in a city, you're definitely discovering something new. And when mm. you discover a place, I think you are discovering what is uh, resonating with you or what you are gravitating towards. So uh, get lost and uh, discover yourself <laughs> and make pictures. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do in London. Um I got a bike mm-hmm. at the beginning of uh, the Corona mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. and I would just cycle to a place I had no until I had really no idea where mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. and then start walking around. Uh, often it did absolutely zero for me, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, occasionally I managed to simulate that feeling of when you go to a new place and and it's like oh, and you start uh, properly observing. But I um, I would like to add there, Alan, when you're saying that you don't find anything, uh, I think. Uh, mm. you're you're actually preparing yourself these are these are a lot of preparations you're doing yeah. when you're failing there's nothing like failing you're just preparing yourself that when you stumble yeah. upon something you will take it in a second like you know i'm sure when you're with people and they they keep asking you alan how do you spot mm. it so quickly it's not that you have been blessed with some kind of eyes with some supersonic vision which <laughs> Apple gifted it to you. No. no, it's not like that. It's just that you prepared <laughs> yourself by failures. You've shot so much and you failed yeah. so much. 
that you prepared yourself. Yeah, and yeah. that is the best thing. You know, I would say never take failures as failures. They are lessons to be learned. You have to learn from them. Just prepare, prepare, prepare. Yeah, absolutely. And that is what makes a picture. Yeah, well, when, when, when people say I, I've, I've got uh, some like, like talent for it or, or the eye, mm-hmm. um, I, I say, look at my early pictures. Mm. <laughs> They're complete crap. Yeah, you have to practice. <laughs> you, know, you have that. to, you know, you have to learn. I, I wish I'd been blessed with this magic. Yeah. People, people in photography. It, it doesn't exist. People in photography, they just keep saying that, oh, we have to keep learning, learning, learning. But I feel they just have to unlearn, unlearn and unlearn. And in the minute when they start unlearning, they will start discovering themselves because the baggage of the images which we have seen already is a big problem. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah. and whatever you yeah. feel that you're seeing it for the first time, take a picture of that, and that is a picture. It's always about that. That's very that's good advice. Very good advice. Yeah, well, I, th- I, th- I think we've uh, we've had that was a great chat. I think it was, yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> it. Proper I, proper deep, mm. proper deep, man. I Actually, enjoyed I, I, one it. one more one more question. Even though that was such a yeah. like a, a yeah, perfect Chris. place in a way, um, mm-hmm. well there, was, done, there was one specific image I wanted to <laughs> ask about. Like, uh, so you know, a lot a lot of your images, you can I can sometimes see that you've you've spotted an element, and then you're kind of waiting for the the environment to mm-hmm. to shift and kind of and kind of fit the moment. There are some that just look so like there, there's one. I'm going to, this is going to be a terrible thing of trying to explain a photo in an audio again, but um, mm. where there's a guy, I think, on top of some shipping crates and he's carrying a couple of shipping uh, boxes on mm-hmm. top of them and a guy's got mm-hmm. his hand out in the foreground who's mm. not part of right. you know, anything to do with him. And it looks I, almost I like he's got like a, like a Rubik's Cube that's kind of hovering in the air right. and stuff. And it's like, for, the, for yeah. those two things to come together just seems some absolute kind of mad... Magic. All right. So I, yeah, you picked up on the word. So I, I feel I've always felt that picture as a magic box. Like you see in a magic performer, the box opens and the guy comes out, and there's a hand of a magician which comes out. I totally know which image you're talking about because that has been taken in the world's most difficult place, which is Dubai. It has been shot in Dubai, ah. and going so close to people in Dubai is very difficult. And uh, yeah, yeah. it is it yeah, is very uh, very difficult to take pictures over there, and uh, so uh, so I I really like that image because it just feels like that it's just coming out of the magic box, and uh, I I took about sixteen images there. Every time I used to see that one guy was going in and one guy was coming out, I used to bend, and what I was doing is I was trying to pretend that my shoelace is open, and. <laughs> Every time I used to go down, take a picture and, you know, tie my laces and go up. It's, um, it's, uh, I think it's a fish market. It's a very famous right. fish market in Dubai. And now it's not there anymore. Mm. So it's gone. And um, so this is about it. Probably for a Hilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, this is how I... It's a very difficult place to shoot oh, in yeah. Dubai. Very, very difficult. I, I, I totally agree. I, I ended up doing um, 
I used to have a shutter release that I used mm. to screw into mm. the shutter and then mm. put the shutter release in my pocket mm. and keep the camera around my neck and mm. just walk around. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was one thing I did. And the other one was um, taking a picture of the sky mm. and then pretending to look at the image on the back of the camera mm. and then taking the picture of the person and then walking off. Right. It's another sneaky, sneaky one there. Mm. Yeah. But there, I love the shoelace yeah, trick. Yeah, but there are a lot of there are a lot of photographers from Dubai who are doing good. A lot of photographers, and also, you know, there's a big event which happens in Sharjah, which is called the Exposure, and uh, it's for photography, and they are, they're doing a fantastic job. So I mm. think it's just around the corner when you'll be able to take pictures in Sharjah and Dubai in the Emirates. <laughs> but let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's uh, somewhere that hasn't really been covered as much yeah. as uh, the culture is so India. It's it's so States. rich. The culture is so rich, and uh, if you if you and also if you know if you are a part of the community and if you're an Emirati, maybe you know one of the Emiratis could come and make good collection of pictures over there. It's one of the difficult areas which yeah. I felt uh, it's it's most difficult than any other part of the world. I would say. The fact that, yeah, and it's just because it's so in flux, yeah. that part of the world, that's always interesting, you know, to put yourself mm. in places where things are changing fast. Like that's always a good mm. a good place to be, especially as a photographer. Well, that's, this is exactly, I had a shoot in, in Bahrain, mm-hmm. uh, booked this year, mm-hmm. and it got cancelled because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was exactly about that, about how, the, the cha- how fast it's evolving mm. um, and how they're trying to maintain their history as well as look to the future. Right. Uh, where, where I think some places haven't done that so well. Like uh, I remember going to Hong Kong and, and feeling like they were trying to tear down all of their mm. past yeah. and replace it with with modern, where, whereas in places like in India and also in Japan, particularly in Japan, I felt like they're super respectful of their past and they, they mm. don't want to just replace it with, with something new. Mm. Um so, so that was going to be the, the the theme of the shoot that we were going to do, and hopefully we'll do it next mm. year or something. I don't know. Right. But yeah, I, I'm really keen to get out there and shoot. Uh, I think all of yeah, us are just with, keen with, to with just step out of, and uh, make pictures. We just keen to step out. <laughs> we, yeah. we need I'll go to step anywhere. Out. Just just take me. <laughs> yeah, just take me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, all right, man. Well, thank you very much for your time, Vinny. Anytime. And, um, Anything for you, Al. Yeah, it's really a pleasure always to talk to you. It was indeed a pleasure.